It's finally arrived. <laughs> bad as I want to be. Dennis Rodman with legit. He let's see, he signed the bet. He signed it. What? Happy, happy birthday, Gail. Dennis. <laughs> six, uh, six, four, oh. 96. Happy birthday, Gail. I feel like such an old man. <laughs> what, what am I looking at? It's yeah, a dude. He has a he has a back tattoo that says Craig, a cat on his back, and then the caption is just Craig. It's so terrible. It's so oh, terrible. God. Oh God. This is like the ta- the whole tattoo thing. Like I've always wanted to get a tattoo, but I have just never. I'm just so indecisive, and there's just nothing that means so much to me that I feel will also mean so much to me in five years when I look at it again. <laughs> that I want That's to how I know we're brothers. I have the exact mind. same thought every time. There's so I'm like, many times I'm like, yo, this would be dope. I, I know people with cool tattoos. Lauren has five. So like, I've always, I've always wanted one. Always. I clearly like, have nothing against them, but I almost got a tiger hawk on my shoulder blade. Pretty glad I didn't do that. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed you didn't. Um, I mean, you know, it like, means a lot to me. I went to school there. I'm from there. I, you know, like, it, at least, like, it, you know, has, like, some meaning. But, like, at the same time, just it. like, nah, nah, bruh. Well, like, I was going to do a Miles Morales tattoo a couple years ago. Because, like, Spider-Man That's has been dope. my forever. He's been, like, my forever, forever favorite superhero. Yeah. Since, like, Nikki knows since this. We since were, we were kids. Since like, we were big I'm, kids. I was, I'm Spider-Man, ride, ride or die. They, and then when I found out about Miles Morales and he's Puerto Rican, I'm like, Bat, run that shit. It's finally a Puerto Rican <laughs> Spider-Man. It's my fucking super ego. Okay, I, I got a question about Miles Morales. I just, uh, it's a question. And I haven't <laughs> done like enough background research on his bio, but explain, is is his dad, Jefferson Davis, it's his stepdad, clearly, right? Because there's, I think so. there's, if his, how is his dad's name Jefferson Davis and his name is Miles Morales and his dad is black with, and he's got a Puerto Rican last name and a Puerto Rican mom. I mean, he could be black and he could be black I, and. I I just put this together on like my fifteenth uh, rewatch of Into the Spider Verse, which honestly, in my top five favorite movies of all time, that is one of my. Dude. It, it might be the best. Might be the best superhero movie ever. Yeah, it's incredible. It's so good. I watched. I've my seen top, it at least seven times. My top. I five literally movies, watched it two days ago. My top five movie. movies are Wedding Crashers, American <laughs> Psycho. You would. Jerry Maguire, <laughs> you are into the, into the Spider Verse and the Lord of the Rings trilogy because you get to count those a, all as one. That's ridiculous. You get to count all of those as one. They won. I wouldn't put the, God, the, the I third wouldn't one. Godfather the third one, one and Godfather Two as one movie. The third one won Best Picture as literally, uh, hey, congratulations on your cinematic achievement. They filmed them all at the same time. Mm. If you film yes. it all at the same time, it's one movie. <laughs> It's in a sense, it's one movie broken down into three parts. Yeah, it's part one, part two, part three. Uh, Because they understood no one's going to sit for a nine-hour movie. Could you imagine? I feel the same about the Hunger Games. I've watched the extended editions all the way through. It's literally like 15 hours of cinema. It's incredible. I really do. Like After the last two weekends, especially last weekend in particular, I drank far too much. I wanted to like... Oh, same, brother. I'm gonna like I, I'm gonna do the thing that you couldn't. I think I'm finally gonna pull the trigger on Disney Plus, and I'm just gonna go hard from start to finish on all the Marvel movies, and I'm just gonna go in. It's probably gonna take me like a month and a half, but I'm gonna. Do I got it. through seventy five percent of them. I just skipped the ones I didn't have any interest in seeing. 
Like yeah. I was like, oh, like, and the thing is too, when I was doing it, there was no Disney Plus, so I was watching what I could on Netflix. I recorded a couple on cable TV, and then I had to like pay four dollars a movie to rent some of them. Like I paid four dollars to watch the Ed Norton fucking Incredible Hulk, which honestly not a bad movie, but like not, not worth terrible. four bucks. Not worth no, it. it. Wasn't worth. It not wasn't terrible. worth the four dollars. And then like the Thor movies, like I saw the first one. The second one, they were okay, kind of boring. The first the two third were trash. One was great. Third one's they amazing. Were, I love. I wouldn't call one. them trash, but they were okay. Oh, they were, the, the best movies in trash. So yeah. best movies. The best second movies so in the series are unquestionably the Captain America ones. Those could easily yeah. just be standalones. Like I would watch. Like the Winter Soldier works as a good movie, even if it's not a superhero movie. If that makes any yeah. sense. That's true. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, feel, it felt it felt like kind of like a spy movie, but there was a well. You still big, haven't seen Black Panther, dude. I have seen it. It's really good. Black yeah, Black Panther's Panther great. Ant Man, first one is solid. You, you the second one's fun. Me, I've seen I've both seen, of them. No, I know seen, you have. I'm talking about. Ted. I've seen the first one. I have not seen the second one. I watched the first one one day when I was like, work. I like didn't watch it. Watch it. I was like working and had it on in the background. But I, I, I mean, it. I love I Paul Rudd. So like, you would it's just I don't know. Like Ant Man as a superhero just doesn't like he doesn't move the needle. You know? Oh no, I didn't get excited about it at all. And then Nikki was like, "You got to watch it. It's fucking great. yeah." It, like, it's truthfully, right. it's because they understand he doesn't move the needle. What I think they do is just a good right. job. They're like, you I might as well just like, be fucking weird with it. I also like Michael Pena. I'll watch the best part. That that, I'll watch anything that that dude's in. He's the best yeah. part in both in both movies, in my opinion. Chicago he's born great. and raised, son. Southside oh, is he really? I did not know oh, that. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's is he from South Pilsen. Uh, probably further south. Probably like, <laughs> probably like back of the yards would be my guess. It's a questionable so, neighborhood, but you know, quite down, opinion. quite down there. Southside. He's probably I, he probably grew up in the same neighborhood as Danny Martinez. That'd be my guess. Hmm. I don't, I don't word, know. Word, word, word. Anyways, welcome back, y'all. It's episode 138 of NBA, the podcast trying to talk about NBA shit. Mostly we just talk, we just talk a lot of shit. Um, can we let, can we just talk about superhero movies? Like, I don't want to talk about the Warriors today. <laughs> the first time we're talking about them. We haven't really talked about them at all during this series. Like, at all, at all. Minus, like, yeah. w- once last week when we talked about the Donald Sterling thing. Yeah, that was about yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. I know. This is now we did talk about this before we started recording. This is the period where we may only talk about the Warriors. And this, I apologize ahead of time to the listeners. This is where it's going to get a little boring because you already know what happened and it really wasn't that long ago. And it's basically the same storyline for like five straight years. So, yeah, four or five apologies, years. Apologies ahead, of, apologies ahead of time. You but, guys might, you may, listeners, you may notice that next week's episode is just this week's episode again. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not going to notice. You're going to be like, wait, I thought that happened this season. No, it happened last season. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of stories. We're going to flip-flop them. You're not going to know which way is up or down, left, right. You're not going to know what the fuck is going on. But we're like here. the characters and in Into the Spider-Verse. Wow. Exactly. There's going to be a I, fat Steph Curry and a skinny Steph Curry. <laughs> I, and, and, a, and a noir Steve Kerr. I, I, what? I, I can't wait to talk about... Uh, you know what? I'll hold off. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Jay Quiles, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Poppin' Bottles Meant to Bansu. That's trash. What? Fuck you, dude. That was great. I just came up with that right now, okay? You fucking jerk. Uh, my brother from the West Coast, introduce yourself, sir. Be nice to me. Um, <laughs> uh, Nikki Quiles, a.k.a. 
pug McDermott. <laughs> it's good. I good got job, I got I got good two job. today. All right. My brethren with far less melanin. Introduce yourself, sir. What's up? It's Tad, aka Luke Ambalin Amute. <laughs> okay. AKA Young Mike Breen. Hey! <laughs> hey. Young, bang, bang. Young, young, young Mike Breen on the mic. Bang, bang! <laughs> oh, bang! Bang, bang! I love it. It's like, I, I don't know, like, because obviously, like, I can't hear what I'm saying to you guys. Um, and I do narcissistically listen to our own podcast just to hear the sound of my voice. <laughs> um, but having said that, like, I can't tell if my voice is matching his at all, like the way that he says it, because <laughs> like his the way he says it, it's just it's so like I like there's just this like perfect inflection. It's like kick out to Alan from the corner. Bang. Like and yeah. it's just it's like it's not yours. Little, <laughs> I, I can't I don't know how to like I don't know how to get it there. To me it sounds right, but I'm sure it does not sound right. Mike Mike Breen's voice sounds sounds like a, a knife cutting through room temperature butter and your voice sounds like if a knife was thrown into a blender. That's the difference. So both both have knives involved. One is very soothing, I, the other is jarring as hell. I've been told that I have a face for radio and a voice for the silent film era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I also want to point out that Lauren, while Lauren that, laughed at that from the other room, so I, that was clearly a good. I know, I know that was a good joke. <laughs> Fantastic! It hit home in so many ways. Um, welcome back, y'all. It's episode one thirty-eight. We are back for another week of NBA, your favorite podcast. Got a lot of listens last week, so shout out to the mm-hmm. listeners. Thanks so mm-hmm. much for returning. If it's your first time here, welcome. Because this is where we're starting to get into the seasons where we like. We're not that far removed. I mean, this is a season that was five years ago, so we're really we're not that far removed. Yeah, um, this bubble needs <laughs> needs to kick off. Yeah, now, now we're getting to the part. Where like, what was fun is like we're we're about to like we're gonna hit we're gonna hit like the last season, like right after the first week, right after the first week of like pre like the the pre playoff games, and then instead of talking about the new season, we're gonna. Turn it all the way back and start with the inaugural then, season then, of the then, NBA. Then, then we're going to go from 98 backwards. Yeah. And we're going to go each season backwards. And then it's going to be like Inception, where if you listen to a portion, if you listen to it, it's going to be really interesting because you're going to like go in and out of time all at the same time. I lost my train of thought while I was going through that. But yeah, I, I didn't know where you were going, but just sure keep talking. Good. It'll come back around. Uh, it all comes back around. Before we get into the season, wow! Oh, is that right, right? That was my inception noise. Yeah. <laughs> so. I um, I have a confession. I I've never. Well, I I've watched Inception multiple times, but I've always watched it so high that like I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't grasp the concept of the movie, and I've never really un- like it's like one of those things where I'm like I remember parts of the movie, but like. Man, like I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know if it, I'm just okay. I think it's a fun movie to watch, yeah, but I'm like, fine. is it a movie I would watch? Hi, I don't think I would. It's just uh-huh. I don't think it would. I don't think it would add anything. <laughs> I really like, wouldn't. Like okay, okay. No, if cool. if I watch that, if I watch that high, it would only lead to me paying zero attention. So I'd be like, this is a, yeah. this fucking movie makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand I it. 
Even that's, as a high man, this is so. I don't and this is truthfully, all that would happen to me is I'd be looking down at my phone, except for every like roughly fifteen minutes when you hear the blah, and I'm like, oh, 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 was that Tom Berenger? Oh, and go right back down. Thought he was a baseball player. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, who's that supposed to be? Did you did you say Tom Berenger? Yeah, like Jake Jake from Major League. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make clear. I just yeah, he, clarifying. He's a bad guy in Inception. Is he? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's why I said. Oh yeah. yeah. I, was like, I was like, I was like the dude from Sniper. <laughs> He's in the movie. He's in the movie. Yeah, I is. forgot. I completely forgot about Jake that. Taylor. I, I specifically Jake forgot Taylor. that he was in Major League. Yeah, dude. He's in the movie. Tom Berenger mm-hmm. crushed it. Um, before we get into the season that we want, came here to talk about today. We're going to talk more movies. Well, (laughs) not quite. Shout out to the Nets for just signing whoever is ready to play uh, to play in this this period Uh, of of bubbledom. I I sent you – we'll talk about, obviously, all the players they signed. But I sent you guys a tweet from Worldwide Wob, who is a phenomenal Twitter follower. follower. If you guys do not follow Worldwide Wob, I don't know how to help you here. But – uh, you should start following him immediately. He tweeted, Gilbert Arena is going to be running the point by sunrise. <laughs> I did see that. I and I was that. like, that, that, yeah. I'm like, I'm here for that. Somebody get AI out of retirement, man. <laughs> yeah. I like, do it. Can Yo. I ask, before we talk about all the dudes that they sign, would you, let's say all the players backed out and they were like, okay, we're going to run replacement players like my favorite sports movie the replacements and they ran all replacement players but it was all nba players in their 40s would you watch yes oh boy it uh boy replacement players are all in their 40s like 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 i'm talking like guys that were in their prime like when we started this rehashing of of, of right. seasons, right? So like T Max coming back, Tim Duncan <laughs> might come back. Yeah, uh, it's pretty. It's pretty much you're just calling up the people who are in the big three, and then a couple of celebrities, They're like right. like real, real famous. Yeah, like we're getting, you know, how, we're getting, how we're getting Richard Richard Lewis back. Who? Yeah, Richard Lewis coming through. I'm just wondering when does Nate Robinson get signed? I mean, he's got to be next, right? I mean, like, I, if anybody else well, goes down, he's got to be next. No, I feel like Nick Young's probably next. If he even wants to go. Yo, he Tom said Berger he's, looks he like he's ready to go. Wax these days. <laughs> he Bro, he looked like melted candle wax when he was Jake Taylor. Yeah. Good point. Anyway, sorry. I, I, but yeah, I'm just saying, you know, guys like T-Mac, um, I don't know, Robert Ory. Yeah. Fuck, Robert get Rick Ray. Fox out there. That guy looks like he's, he's still got some tick left in him. Like I said, like, like what's Kevin Willis doing these days? Chris <laughs> Chris, Chris Weber. Chris Weber, why not? Chris Webber. Cor- Corliss Williamson. Dude, go get white chocolate. That dude could still ball. Do it. Yeah, for sure. I think I'd watch it. it. I mean, I'd, I'd watch it. Oh, for sure. I would I would watch all of it. I would have no problem. When's Bibby coming through? His swole ass. Bro, he can't. Yeah, I was going to say, he can't play no more, man. Dude, he's so jacked. God. Yeah, dude, that guy. It don't look right, man. It's weird. Like, he he got so big 
that his skin started to stretch out and he went from like a shade of black to now he's just like he's white he's just so white because his skin just can't take it anymore it's literally ripping <laughs> his did you skin guys is ripping did you guys did i send you guys i'll send it to you or i'm definitely not going to discuss what was said on in the interview on mike but did you have you guys seen that freddie gibbs interview did i send it to you about michael jackson like about his dad and Michael Jackson. They're the only two dudes from Gary that were like talented, but Michael Jackson was better. And he said to his dad, he's like, he's like, look, Mike, Mike, Mike can turn himself white. What can you do? (laughs) I'll send it to you guys. It's good. Thank God. Um, I'm trying to find the, I mean, the major moves that the Nets made were they signed Jamal Crawford, which everybody got super stoked about that. I mean, uh, and they signed he got to drop 50 again. Just do that. He'll be good to go. One Dude. more decade. Come on, man. I, 2020. It's so weird because going into the season, everybody's all excited about the Nets. And like now they're like just. Well, it's because everyone's they're injured. They're, they're gone. Dude, that, Jay, that Instagram post that you, you sent from. Uh, from. Uh, oh, my God. Who was, was the account that you sent it from? From oh, there it ESPN, is. It. yeah, there ESPN it is. one. It's like there's their potential five on the floor in the Orlando bubble: Jamal Crawford, Karis Levert, Joe Harris, Michael Beasley, and Jared Allen. There's cr- there's crunch time five: Kyrie <laughs> Irving, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis Levert, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> wow, it's real, Dude, like, man. Like Jamal Crawford's gonna fuck around and be the MVP of the bubble. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. Dude, I, um, I was watching I some of his highlights, off. man. I was He's watching some of his highlights. He's God, been damn. doing nothing but working out. He has been staying ready the whole time. Plus, his son is like, you know, energetic. He has to keep up with them. He's good to go. Don't worry, guys. I'm telling you, he's dropping 50. Son? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Or, why, why am I surprised by that? Jamal Crawford's like 42. Yeah, yeah it's like <laughs> he's in his 40s. I was like, I'm pretty uh, sure Jamal, like, Jamal I'm like, that's wild. I'm like, yeah, bro, Jamal Crawford was drafted in like 98, man. Well, <laughs> in your defense, he looks, he has not aged a day. No, like, no, there no, are no. so many pictures. He literally, he literally looks the same as he I'm, did when he got drafted by the Bulls. Yep. You could just look at him. He had a little more, career, he, he had a little more hair. He had a little more hairline. True. True. That's about it, though. Like, he is exactly 40. He's, he's one drafted, of those guys. Though, he like, drafted in two thousand. I knew that. I want to say ninety eight. He's one of those guys that like has that like forever in shape body. Like I hate those guys. Like Rajon Rondo is always going to be in shape. It doesn't. Yeah. Like, matter. have you seen Rondo recently? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Looks that way, bro. He's nah, always. Your boy is, dude. Your nah, boy is he's shredded. a little more. Yeah, he's a little more jacked right now. Your boy now. Is shredded. We're getting always playoff Rondo. Playoff Rondo. Playoff yeah. Rondo's real, man. He's yeah. gonna be playing yeah. a lot too because Avery Bradley's out. Yep. Playoff Rondo was a myth. It was not a bit. It was working until he got hurt. Okay, we were gonna beat yep. the Celtics in the first round. Let me tell you that right we now. Was doing good. Okay, three alphas, three alphas. Um, <laughs> anywho, let's uh, let's talk about what we came here to talk about today, boys. 2014, 2015, the NBA season that really wasn't that long ago. We all remember it pretty vividly, but let's revisit <laughs> it today, shall we? Let's talk about it. Take me back to a time, Nikki, where I was. Uh, Nope, I wasn't single. So let's go. Let's go back to a time when I wasn't single. Take me there. All right. Fuck. November thirteenth, two 
<laughs> November 13th. Edit that shit out. Oh my God. That's your job. I know. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> and was that in like 1930, 1930, we'll say. <laughs> Sorry. Oh I thought God. I was being nice. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Oh. Here we go. I, uh, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Giggy, do the fucking job already. Goddamn. Here we go. November 13th, 2013. In anticipation of the Steve Carell-led film Despicable Me, Pharrell thought to himself, hey, what if I just released a pop version of If You're Happy and You Know It? He did, and the world listened to it for a full year straight because it hit. It was number one from then for a while, including July 10th, 2014, when the Cleveland Cavaliers thought to themselves, we'd like to be happy again. So they signed Kyrie Irving to a contract extension. And then on July 12th, 2014, they said, hey, we really want to be happy. So they signed LeBron James. Then July 17th through the 19th, the Lakers and the Bulls swapped big men as Carlos Boozer signed with the Lakers and Paul Gasol signed with the Bulls. So that's a little fun fact. But back to the Cavs. How do you make LeBron James happy? I mean, Batman already has his Robin, but he's going to need his Alfred. Someone's got to kick the ball out to Ray Allen for the three. And don't you worry, folks, because on August 23rd, 2014, it finally happened. The Cavs get their big man of the future and sign Dwight Powell. But then LeBron James pointed out that they kind of needs one right now. So in a three-team trade, the Cleveland Cavaliers sent Anthony Bennett, Andrew Wiggins, and a trade exception to the Minnesota Timberwolves. They also sent a 2016 first-round pick to the Sixers. In return, the Sixers sent Thaddeus Young to the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves sent Luke Mba Amute and Alexi Schmid to uh, the Sixers. I'm sorry. I believe it's Luke Ambalan Amute. Luke Ambalan Amute, Alexi Schmid. Uh, to the Sixers, and they sent Kevin Love to the Cavs. He wasn't fat anymore. He was gorgeous. And it was Kevin like, Love also, is any worth? That's okay. In this one, he's the third. He is the third star. He's not Alicia. He's not Batgirl. Like, he can't be Batgirl because he's a man, so he has to be out. No. I'm sorry. No, I, Vicky, I'm derailing you here. You keep, you're killing it. We'll, oh, talk, no, about, we'll talk about this whole thing. When you get I will say this very, very quickly. I know that he's Alfred because Batgirl isn't always there, but Alfred, he's always there for you. Reliable, dude. You don't think about him, but he's always there for you. But like, you, okay, I have some points to make about that. You keep going. You keep going. You keep going. We'll talk. Okay. It's okay because we're on to the 2014 NBA draft. And this draft was famous for, I feel like, kind of just failures as the first pick was Andrew Wiggins. The second pick was Jabari Parker. Then we have Joel Embiid. Aaron Gordon and Dante Exum. I like this is a very recent draft, so there is a bunch of people that are famous, like well that you like know who are in everything right now. So I just kind of wanted to talk to you guys. We're gonna go straight into it. I feel like there is a like I already said, surprising amount of failures. A lot of people whose expectations were not reached. So which one of the players in this draft do you guys so far feel the most disappointed on? In <laughs> Aaron Tad, Gordon. would you care to get where you Tad, would you care to start? Honestly, it's not even Aaron Gordon. It's fucking Alfred Payton. What a bum! 
Yeah, it's, he was it's, uh, Alfred Payton or Aaron Gordon for me. I don't know. Tenth overall. Honestly, Aaron Gordon. I was like, this guy is a project and has a lot of work. I was actually pissed that we drafted him instead of Dante Hexum. So you know, don't let me near anybody's fucking draft more room anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> but uh, Alfred Payton, I thought was like gonna be like real, real, real good. Turns out there's not a lot of room in the league for point guards who can't shoot. Yeah, shocker. 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 Um, Yo, boy. this draft is really bad until you get to like pick like 30. And yeah. then you actually, 30 on actually has more meaningful contributors than I think one through 30. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's a weird draft because to Tad's point, like a lot of the guys that went early ended up not really... I mean, Marcus Smart wasn't what the Celtics thought that he was going to be when they drafted him, but, he's but been he ended up being an incredibly valuable player for that team um, and has become a veteran leader well, over the last couple of years. Here, here's something that I find very interesting. Can you guys guess? How about this? Real quick. Can you guys guess who the top three win shares are? Joel Embiid. Nope. No, no, no. no. Nikola Jokic. Jokic. Yes. Yep. Then Joel Embiid. Nope. Nope. Damn. No. Jokic? It's got to be... Uh, Here is a hint. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't okay. want a hint. I'm I'm looking. Oh, Clint Capella. That's second. Bang. Oh, that is second. Okay. Um Zach Levine? Nope. I've already said the third name. Oh, you did? The big man of the future. Dwight Powell. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. Um the first you the first from his time in Dallas. Well, I guess Cleveland oh, and yeah. Dallas. So yeah. yeah. No, well the thing is. Fun fact about Dwight Powell, he got signed by the Cleveland Cavaliers and was traded before the season started. He got drafted by the Hornets, signed by the Cavs, traded to the Celtics before the season even started. For Keith Uh, Bogans. That's what it is. That's what it is. For Keith Bogans. Yeah, it was like a whole bunch. It was was a couple of players. I don't remember all of them. A lot of player movement. Keith Bogans is a guy that like... You know, like you have random players that like just kind of pop... Keith Bogans is a guy that just like pops up in my brain every so often. I love him, dude. He's like the epitome of the Tibbs years. Like he was like the first yes. guy where Tib. He was the first guy in during the Tibbs period where he, he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna start him at the, at the two. And everybody's like, "Wait, what? Keith Bogan? Keith Bogan's starting at the two? He's like, "Yeah, yeah. He's just gonna like stand in the corner and he's gonna play really good defense and he's gonna hit threes in the corner." And everybody's just like, "Wait, what?" He's like, "Yeah, he's just gonna he's only gonna play 17 minutes. He's just gonna be there to like start the game off and then we'll get." It. And it was fucking genius. And it yeah, worked it, out. It worked perfect. so well. Um, every time this is not a Dude, this this draft bad draft. It's not a bad draft. Not it's really not. I like it's how not I'm, a li- draft. I'm literally starting to say this bad. This draft stinks, and you're like, I mean, this isn't a bad draft, right? This this draft right now has produced two two of the top five centers in the league. So there's that. Um, you also have a lot of really really good role players that are in this draft. The guys like. TJ Warren, Yusuf Nurkic, Gary Harris, Rodney Hood at some points in his career, although he's gotten a lot of injuries. Bogdan Bogdanovich, Kyle Anderson, Joe Harris. Like this, there's this is a Spencer Dinwiddie. Like this is a pretty decent draft for like good quality role players and some like quality starters. Like Zach Levine is in this draft. Uh, uh, um, Bogdan Bogdanovich. The, the amount of yeah, like, the amount of misses. Julius Randle. Picks Julius one Randall. through. Sucks. I don't think Julius Randle sucks. He sucks. 
Dude, I mean, my God, Dante Exum stinks. Jabari so, Parker washed. Julius Randle, meh. Jabari was a uh, sad one, though, man. Jabari had Nick, two ACL tears in his first three seasons. Look, man, I'm not disagreeing with you there. Nick Stauskas, bleh. Noah Vonley, oh, literally trash. bleh. Alfred Terrible. Payton, trash. Doug McDermott, meh. Doug McDermott, no, still trash. Uh, yeah, he, he was terrible in Chicago. He's been He was good in Indiana, but terrible was, in Chicago. Yeah, Dario Saric. Fine. That was another one. Dario was solid in Philly, and then he gets traded he to was. Minnesota, and he's kind of like yeah, because they they traded then, him to a team where he had no role. Yeah, yeah. Well, now like in Phoenix, he's basically like his career is basically over. Yeah, he's done. It's so sad because I was so high on him. He he definitely is a, a player that I felt like was gonna be, and he was showing signs of it in Philly, and then they just scrapped his ass. Yeah, I mean this this draft actually has a decent amount of guys in the second round where you're just like, oh, that's not bad. Like Nicholas, oh, James Dwight Powell, Jordan James, Clarkson. James it's all the second round. Like, I didn't know that. Was he really? He, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Jordan McCray. Yeah, I, I don't know. This is a. I, now I will say, going into this draft, this was a draft that like early on people were like, this is going to rival like 2008. And some of those drafts of recent years, because the high school class going into this draft was highly, highly touted. Like Jabari and Andrew Wiggins were so, yeah. so incredibly highly touted. Joel Embiid going into his freshman year at Kansas, everybody's like, "This kid is raw, but he's got some major talent." Aaron Gordon was highly touted coming out coming out of high school. You know, Julius Randle highly, highly touted. A lot of really highly touted graphics. I didn't know a ton about Joel Embiid going to Kansas, but I remember they played, I think Michigan state, maybe North Carolina, you know how they always do that showcase. Like at the beginning, it's like always like Michigan state yeah. and Duke and like North yeah, Carolina like and Kansas, you know, Oh yeah, no, yeah. Not, not the ACC big 10 thing. Like these are just like, it's just like blue blood schools playing each other. Oh basically. yeah. Like what they do at the United center and shit. Yeah. yeah and yeah. they had that. And I think they were playing North Carolina and I remember watching it in my frat house, um, in college. And just being like, yo, man, forget Andrew Wiggins. Who the fuck is this dude? Because this guy is fucking legit. Yeah. I mean, going into the draft, a lot of people thought he was going to go number one, but he had back issues. And everybody's like, ah, big man with back issues. Like, we should probably stay away. And then Philly ends up getting him at three. But, like, going into this draft, a lot of people were, like, very much in agreement with Tower. They're like, yeah, Andrew Wiggins is pretty good. Jabari is pretty good because Jabari had a really good freshman year. Like, yeah, really, really good. Andrew Wiggins actually didn't have a great freshman year overall. Jabari had a monster freshman the year. The one thing that always concerned me about Jabari Parker, though, is like because that Duke team got eliminated by Lehigh in the first right. round. Yeah, but like, dude, well, the one thing that always concerned me about Jabari Parker is that Duke team was like, that, that was not one of Duke's like obviously great team. I mean, they got knocked down in the first round, but he was, he never like showed the ability to just be the guy to like, just completely take over games when he was at Duke. He settled for a lot of outside jump. He kind of reminded me of RJ Barrett a little bit. Like when Zion Williamson went down, it's like, Oh, it's RJ's time to shine. But like RJ, like was never the guy that like could get to the rim, like get his own buckets and like really just take over a game. And like that, that was kind of always what I thought. Like, or, I mean, obviously not what I thought because, you know, Jabari Parker played significantly before RJ Barrett, but like, that's like the comparison. I just didn't like, that was a big concern. And now like, obviously he's had some, you know, unfortunate, uh, some unfortunate injuries, but, uh, yeah. I digress, man. This, 
Who who goes number? Who do you take number one in this draft? Joel Embiid. No, Jokic. Well, yeah, no. I, think, I think Jokic. Do. Yeah, I've oh, you know, you know about him. You know who I'm taking number one? Thanasis Antetokounmpo, and I'm hoping that he turns <laughs> into his brother. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually the, that's, that's not Knicks. true. It's not true either. I'm taking Devin Marble straight from Iowa. <laughs> yeah, that'll work out. Uh, we're talking. He went to well Orlando. He played like three seasons in Orlando. It was great. Oh, I saw, yeah, I, I saw him hit a three against the Bulls at the United Center. <laughs> oh, man, I you mean, must have been so proud. That was really ex- yeah. that was, that was exciting. That was exciting for him and I. I mean, he definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. This draft was really interesting going into it. It was a very. Uh, was this the draft? No, no, no. Never mind. Um, yeah, th- there were just so many like highly, highly rated high school players. Uh, or freshmen in this class. This, you guys know what the most important part of this draft is, though? No. The 20th pick. It's Bruno, Bruno Caboclo. Bruno Caboclo. He's, Dude, one he's of these just days, now, he's just now days, playing. One of these days, he's going to be really good. <laughs> he's two years away from being two years away. Jay, um, the amount of times that you have said that on this podcast is too damn high. <laughs> yeah. Well, you say that fucking Kwame Brown has small hands too many times. Okay. So, checkmate. To me, I mean, you have made a valid argument, and I will bow bow out. I I apologize. Uh, All right, let's move on to the next topic here. Uh, As Nikki mentioned in the rundown, this was the return of LeBron to Cleveland. They did not get one, not two. No, wait, no, they just got two. They got only two. Nikki and I talked about this. Nikki, did we talk about this during the podcast, or did we talk about it afterwards? I think we talked about this afterwards. What? So I'll, I'll pose this question to you because we've we've just finished the last four seasons where LeBron was in Miami, wins two titles, nearly lost the last two, barely won the the title against the Spurs the first time around, um, nearly lost to the Spurs, and then loses in 2014. If LeBron goes to Miami and only walks away with that title against the Thunder, are we still talking about him as the second greatest player of all time? I felt like did you only direct that at Nikki? Did I not get to chat? No, no, no. That was that was no, not, oh, no. I was actually gonna wait for you to go, Ted. I was oh yeah, because Nikki go. and I were talking about that. I'm I'm almost curious. positive we did do this on the podcast. I don't remember if we it did. It was when Tad was not here though. Maybe that's what it was. Tad I think question it was. for you. Is he still the second best player of all time if he loses both of those championships to the Spurs? And he walks away with one. The answer is yes. Does the public still see him that way? Probably no. Not. No, I think the public still gives it to Kobe for the most part. Because I, I the answer is still yes. Like we're assuming he went to the finals again, right? And just lost. Yeah, yeah. he just lost. Yeah. If if they didn't pull that out of their ass, rebound, Bosch, kick to Allen, bang, if that didn't happen, they would have lost. They would have been done if it wasn't literally for that play. I just sorry, let me just one more time. Off the rim, Bosch grabs it out to Allen from the corner, bang. And, and yet I say two years away from being two years away too much. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Young Mike Brain. Bang, bang. Young Mike Brain. Uh, <laughs> it's I an mean, interesting question though, right? Like if he goes yeah. there with that team, with that team, if he goes there and only walks away with one championship. With that team, Norris Cole was getting minutes, brother. Well, at the end, not in the beginning. They lost that first year to fucking Dallas. They definitely shouldn't have lost that championship. Norris Cole was on that not. team. You fucking put some respect on his name. They didn't. <laughs> they, they won two titles with Norris Cole. 
I hear you. You're right. Um, I don't know. It was just something I thought about the other day. It's crazy to think that we've only done four episodes and now LeBron's back in Cleveland after his start there. Um, you know, I, wait, can I ask you a question? Because Nikki four. said if we, Nikki said if we said that we if if if, it's, if the people don't think it's LeBron that everybody says it's Kobe, is Kobe a top? Kobe's not top three. It depends on who you ask, bro. I truly, I think this is the thing. Well, people who I'm really about anybody. I feel like people who really look into the stats of basketball do not put in Kobe Bryant in a top three, but people who just watched basketball, most of the memorable moments is Kobe. So Kobe's top three. Here's, here's what I'll say to that. There are two groups of people that put Kobe in their top five. Kobe stands and former NBA players. And over the last couple of years, I have started to value the opinions of not all, but I've I valued the opinions of people who actually played the game and actually played ah, against him. No, over, God, I over, hate over pundits. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna value them over journalists. I have to I, like I they, I, they agree with, I agree with you to an extent. But what what fucking gets me is when people are like, "Oh, did you did you, did you play a game? Did you play a game?" Well, I don't know. Did, did you, you play, play a game? game, dude? My fucking high school football coach was a team captain at Iowa and played like three seasons in the NFL. Granted, this was in like the seventies, but like, dude, that guy didn't. That guy it would be like third and 18 and he'd be like fullback dive. So like to an extent, sure, you played the game, but there's also an extent where you played the game is like, a, and it's just, it gets where it's like guys are like, oh yeah, you know, well, I, I played the game. So you know, I've, you, I've, changed, yeah. I've changed my opinion. I, I, you know, I understand I the game I, just because I'm not athletically capable of like playing at that level. But um, even then, even then, who understands the game better? You or Matt Barnes? You or Steven Jackson, you or Kendrick Perkins, for that matter. <laughs> like, I mean, like all yeah. I want to say though is like fucking sick genetics. Gee, thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> how, you, oh. how do you think I feel? I went to a I went to a baseball scout. Like I was with the the Chicago White Sox seventeen hundred team as a pitcher. I received the information that actual major league scouts like wrote down, and every single one of them, the con was. Too short. If he was taller, I'd like him more. Too short. Too small. Throws too soft. Too short. And I was like, God damn it. All of them? You left out that last part that you threw 65 miles per hour, bro. Hey, fuck you. I topped that at 78, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Yeah. I actually. Hey, I also would like to point out I topped that at 78. On the mound, I looked 5'9. And I still got all those motherfuckers out. I don't give a shit. Strikeouts? No. All pop flies and grounders because all those fuckers were like, I'm going to take this bitch to the yard. Oh, shit. The ball moves and then you can't hit it. So fuck you. Yeah. Very accurate. Received similar feedback from NBA scouts. It was like (laughs) literally the the feedback was this dude is too sick. Like we can't let this dude. We can't let this dude play in our That wasn't it. It was the same thing. It was too short. He was slow. Very white, like off-putting. He, he ran down the floor <laughs> once and he couldn't breathe. <laughs> he had the uh, had the stamina of a, an an old. They, when they bird. said when they said he was too sick, it meant because he got up and down the floor <laughs> one time and he was hacking up a lung. It's just, oh boy! <laughs> Smoked an equivalent amount of cigarettes to Larry Bird in his prime uh, <laughs> at fourteen. Uh, 
Anywho, so LeBron yeah, puts out a, doing that until I was 20. No, get your facts straight. Oh, of course. Um, so LeBron does an article in Sports Illustrated with Lee Jenkins, takes a different route than he took with the decision, uh, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, writes a really nice piece in uh, Sports Illustrated with Lee Jenkins about his time in Miami and how he just has decided to return home to Cleveland and how he plans to spend the rest of his career there. Um, more to come on that. Uh, it, <laughs> I want to say one thing that, uh, headline, the I'm coming home with him. Um, number one, I want to say this when he left for Miami, I said he would eventually come back because it would be this, it, like LeBron knows how to work the media. And it's a great story. The prodigal son has returned. You know, here yep. to deliver a championship to the land. Um, number two, uh, that headline gave us one of the best memes of all time, which is when they traded for J.R. Smith and somebody superimposed him over LeBron and edited the headline to say, I'm coming hose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Internet. It's the best. Um, I will say this, like after he left, they got like fucking – Three number one overall picks, three so. and four years. Yeah, three that, out of you know, years yeah, that, that definitely wasn't engineered by the league. And then I they mean, sent two of them away in order to get Kevin Love. The NBA was at its peak when LeBron was in Miami, so the the NBA arguably benefited more from him being in Miami than Cleveland. Yeah. Yes, and it was like, "Hi, we're sorry for your loss. Here you go." <laughs> yeah, here are three straight. Or, well, it was one. Then no, and then two straight. Dan Dan Gilbert sent a league a, an office to the uh, league off or a letter to the league office that said, uh, "Please help me in Comic Sans." And it, it, it enclosed in the letter was giant wads of cash, right. and a picture of his son. And right. That's why he's always there. He's always there. He was always there. That right. Kid is a fu- that kid is a fucking boner. Cleveland's a nice <laughs> place to live. Go to hell. <laughs> I always, all I ever what, remember. What did he is, say? He's I like, was, who wouldn't want to live here? I'll fucking tell you who me. <laughs> I all I remember was when uh, uh, the freaking the third year or the fourth year, I should say, when they would be this year, twenty fourteen. I was watching the draft lottery with some friends, and as soon as that kid walked out on stage, my buddy just goes, "Fuck, Cleveland's getting the first pick," and I was just like, "What?" And he was just like, no one's going to give that pick to uh, that kid is not getting a lower pick than the first fucking pick. And I was just like, oh, OK. And then it, it happened. And I was like, God damn it. As soon as you saw that kid, you just knew it. So a couple things. I was obviously very clearly joking when I said that little kid could go to hell. Um, two, two years ago, uh, headline from Cleveland.com, Dan Gilbert's son survives brain surgery uh, because he had a tumor. Yep, so sorry, Nick Gilbert. Um, also, on a lighter note, I Googled Dan Gilbert's son Cleveland quote where he said, what's not to like? That was the official quote. Um, but people under Google, people also ask, is Dan Gilbert's son special? So... Yeah, like feeling kind of bad these days. Good, good, good. God damn. Good. Shout out to Cleveland. You got LeBron back. Shout going out to Nick Gilbert. I'm sorry, man. Like 100%. I really like. I was obviously making a joke about, but now I like. It's like okay. Yeah. I yeah. thought you knew that. that. I know you did too. I was shocked yeah. you didn't know that. Yeah. No, I, that why, face why, is telling why, me no. Why? Why? Why would? Why would I know that? 
They talk about know. it during the draft lotteries all the time. Yeah, like I thought. I kind of just. I don't yeah. watch the draft lottery. You oh, don't? okay. Well, no, my God, I watch. I watch every year. Watch, every watch year. Hey, so is yours. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why do you think I was watching it? You think I watched Number it for seven. fun? Yeah, yeah, like, I just want to watch watched, it so we can get lucky. Uh, Number seven. I watched. I watched last year's when. The Lakers fans were all like, "Oh my God, yes, we're getting number one." Nah, nah, bro. Nah, that happening. was the best. That was the best because then they lost it, and then the Knicks were like, "Oh shit, it's us!" And then immediately they got picked next. Like, Fuck. That was amazing. That made me so happy to see that. Um, anywho, yeah, man. Shout so LeBron, out to, to the Grizzlies and the Pelicans, man. Hell yeah, yeah for them. So LeBron goes back. Everybody's like, holy shit, he's going back to play with Kyrie. And there's a lot of trade rumors about who's going to potentially go there. There was rumors about maybe Paul George. Earlier in the season, there was rumors that Klay Thompson was going to get traded to Minnesota for Kevin Love. There was obviously rumors about Kevin Love. He was no longer happy in Minnesota. Ultimately, um, he does get traded to the Cavaliers for, at the time, somebody who we all felt was a very highly, highly... I mean, at that time, everybody thought that Andrew Wiggins was basically a sure thing. Like most people yeah. felt that way at the time, um, watching him coming out of college, uh, out of high school. You know, he left high school a little early, played in college, and was solid. Like I think he was like a twenty-two per, per game scorer in uh, in his one year at Kansas. So um, he gets traded to Minnesota to join that team and kind of be the first. Well, him along with Zach Levine that year becoming the two pieces of their future. Uh, meanwhile, Kevin Love comes over to uh, Cleveland and really solidifies their big three. And going into that season, we all thought, like, this is pretty much destiny. This was still, like, 25-12 and 12 Kevin Love going to Cleveland. Uh, yep. not, the, not the Kevin Love that we've all kind of known and forgotten about over the last couple of years. Um, do you guys remember the trade offer or, like, the trade speculation between him and the Warriors, though? Like, that was a huge... There was a lot of trade offers between them for Kevin Love, wanting to bring him to play with Steph Curry. Well, <clears throat> not only that, but I think my favorite part about this is that uh, when LeBron did that interview about going back to Cleveland, he was like, yeah, you know, not going to be easy. You know, it's going to be more difficult. You know, we're going to like, there's some young guys. I'm excited to help them and teach them fucking first order of business. Yo, ship this dude's ass out of here. Get me coming up. I need more help. I need well, also, real I, players. If I remember, if I remember correctly, I think Dion Waiters was still there. And like, he mentioned a couple yeah. guys like Tristan Thompson and Kyrie Irving and like basically purposely left out, <laughs> like left out Dion Waiters and immediately Dion Waiters got shipped. Yeah. Well, cause also that this is the point in time when Dion Waiters, I think, had said like he's coming into my team. Did Dion? When it's like that's LeBron James. Yeah, he did was Dion a shit Waiters. Out. Did he also send a wiener picture? What did Dion Waiters do recently? He did that. No, he ate edibles. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. it was because it was like right after. Uh, it was right after Draymond Green was. Showing his wiener to everybody. Showing no, that that, yeah, no, the yeah, yeah the Draymond was a while. Oh, Draymond, this that was this that was this year? No, yeah, yeah, yes. no, no, yes, yep. yes, no. That's yes. why he's not in Miami anymore. Yeah, he got caught up on the plane. They're like, all right, you just go away for a little bit, and then he got signed oh by the fucking God. Lakers. That was in November. Yeah, that's what yeah. Tell you. <laughs> what year is it? Yeah, welcome to quarantine life, baby. Bro, um, I, I, I thought this legit was like 
three years ago. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, no and of, the Draymond uh, shit was during the Olympics. The Olympics in 2016. That's why I thought this was three years ago. Yeah. Uh, no, and then you got the because you're thinking Jamal Murray was this year. Well, they is yeah Jamal Murray. Oh, Jamal Murray, Murray, I knew that was this, this year. year. And then also <laughs> he, he bookmarked it. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, there was no sound. It wasn't that enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh yeah. What if Kevin Love went to the Warriors? They don't get Kevin Durant then, obviously. No, well, yeah, we're not even but, talking about the Warriors in the same in the same way that we're talking about them right now. Like yeah. what what Clay and Steph have done together, and the way that they complement each other, and have complemented each other for the last five years, it's like, I mean, they struck they struck gold yeah. by finding both of those guys uh, in the draft later in the draft. Might I add? I think Clay ended up going like eleven, and Steph went eight. So like these are two guys that went later in the draft who are arguably two of the top three shooters in the history of basketball. Clay is so long and such a good defender that he basically allowed Steph to like make his mistakes and they still don't necessarily get penalized for it. Like that combination, shout out to Jerry West. Like Jerry West has been unquestionably one of the greatest like basketball minds over the last couple of years. He told the Warriors when he was working for them as a consultant at the time, do not trade for Kevin Love. Do not get rid of Clay Thompson. You want to keep these two kids together. And fucking A, he was right. I guess yeah. I didn't realize that Clay Thompson was part of the talks because I was going to say if they managed to get him without giving up Clay Thompson, like they still probably win the same amount of championships if that's their three. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. Well, but well, Kevin, because Kevin, Kevin Love's role changes completely. Like yes. Kevin yes, Love, yes Kevin Love, no, the yeah, big, the big thing he, with he that still, Warriors, he still defense. plays underneath. He he'll play underneath a little more under the basket sure. on offense. Not a great defender, so like we're not talking about and the defense. That's what I was just about to but, say. But, like, but the thing is, but the thing is, like he had to, he had to, he had to mold into like more of the Chris Bosh type role. Not that he he always shot three pointers. I'm not sitting out here and yeah. saying that he didn't score the basketball from the outside, but yeah, like, but at that he would have in time. He's still 26. Like he is a marketable star in the NBA, multi-time All Star at this point in time. I don't know that he goes to Golden State and becomes the number three option. I mean he he went to he went to Cleveland. He and went became became the number three option. Option. Yeah, but he was behind LeBron and Kyrie, who at that point in time people were already talking about as one of the top five point guards in the league. They were not saying that about Clay, and Steph had just made his first All Star team. Yeah, yeah, well, Steph had the ankles, right? Yeah, he had them, them weak ass ankles. Maybe this is a better question for a later episode, but like I feel like it's kind of where does Steph rank? Where's Steph in the pantheon of all time greats right now? So far, he's top five point guard 15, all time. Fifteen, maybe for me. Two time yeah. MVP, three time champion, one time unanimous MVP, unanimous. the greatest shooter in the history of the sport. Like oh, by legit leaps and bounds. However, I don't. He's probably in my top five point guards all time already, but he's mm-hmm. not number one. He's definitely no, closer to five than he is three. three. I would number say three. One, your best point guard of all time, Magic. It's got to be Magic. Yeah, Magic. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say Magic, then probably John Stockton. Yeah. Then probably Isaiah. And then I'll probably go. I'll probably go Curry there. Yeah, probably Steph at four. And then the thing Matt. about him, the problem with Steph Curry is that like yeah. he's not like 
those guys all played point guard. Like Steve Nash, John Stockton, Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas all played point guard the way that you're supposed to play point guard. Steph Curry does not play yeah. point guard like that. Steph Curry dribbles around you, makes a little spin move, and then pulls up a fucking one-footed with one the other leg kicking forward. Three, like, dude, I was watching highlights of him scoring like 61 the other day, and like the yeah, way man. he gets shots off, it's so unorthodox. But every time he shoot, he shoots. His shoulders are square. The ball, the rotation is perfect. Like it is mind-boggling to watch yeah. him shoot the ball. It's automatic. You're like, you like watch, you're like, that's a bad shot. Yep, it's in. That's a bad shot. Oh, it's in. That's a bad shot. And then it's like, yeah, none of these really are bad shots. This is just Steph Curry shot. I will say yeah. one of the things that pissed me off when he was going off and like this shit was going on, I bought one of the NBA 2K games and it would not just let me sink 30 pointers or 30 footers <laughs> all game long with him. And I was like, this game is trash. Like, this is not realistic at all. Um, well, this is kind of a good segue because, of course, this is the first of back-to-back Steph Curry MVP seasons. Now, the season prior, Golden State was coached by Mark Jackson, and he did a really good job in the three years that he was there, taking them as a, from this like lottery team, like consistently lottery team after the We Believe team, to taking them to the playoffs and like having a pretty competitive series against the Clippers the year prior that we talked about in our last episode. And then at that point in time, they decided to part ways with Mark Jackson and they bring in Steve Kerr. And then Steve Kerr comes in. He brings this, this system that is perfect for Steph Curry and the guys that they have. And the one thing I was going to say about the Kevin Love trade, which we can talk about now is like, if you get Kevin Love, Draymond never becomes Draymond. And Draymond is arguably one of the smartest basketball players ever. Like he is, the best help defender that the NBA has seen in a very, very long time. You can do so much with him as the captain of your defense, and you don't get that if you go get Kevin Love, which is another reason why that trade was like, the fact that they didn't execute on that trade was so crucial for what we now see over the last couple of years from this Golden State Warriors team. But this, this season and this style of offense that Steve Kerr put in place where it was a lot of ball movement, a lot of movement overall, a lot of screens, a lot of running around screens for guys like Steph and for Clay. I mean, the offense was perfectly designed for their two best players to just score at will. And this team was fast and they were fun as hell that first year. I mean, the bench was deep as shit. You've got Sean Livingston, Leandro Barbosa, Andrew Bogut's on the roster. Like, there's all these guys, and that team is just so deep and fun to watch. Andre Iguodala, Draymond Andrew Green, Bogut David was such, Lee. A key, such a key piece. The, the David Lee yes. actually was a key piece of that team, too. Massively. And, I mean, granted, he ends up kind of, like, faltering towards the end of the season, and Draymond kind of steps in when David Lee gets hurt, and it ends up unlocking the full potential of this team. And like, unfortunately for David Lee, who was a really productive player for a long time in the NBA, just, you know, it, it was one of those things where like, he just wasn't the right player for this, this scheme. Um, I mean, he did well in it, but not as well as Draymond did. And it was just, it was, it was crazy. But that season, um, uh, Steph goes 23, 24, uh, two steals per game, seven assists a game, four rebounds, Eight 90% from three. Two steals. Yes, thank you. I don't know what I just said. Um, you said seven assists. You had seven point seven, so we round up in this podcast. All right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> um, 59, Very true. Fifty-nine percent effective field goal percentage, shooting 52, 53 percent from 
two point range and 44% from three for the season on eight attempts. And I mean that looking back on it, like eight attempts a game is low for him. Like yeah. now looking at his numbers. Um, but he was basically, I mean, he was a 40, 50, 90 guy, which is super, super rare in the NBA. Yeah. And he was just, I mean, the golden state warriors were the best team in the Western conference that whole season. And I gotta be honest, I didn't see it coming. I really didn't see it coming as fast as it did. Yeah, they went. They played. I mean, the whole year they were un, unstoppable. Not unstoppable. I mean, they still clearly like lost games and stuff. But like the whole time, you're just like, oh, this is going to be a good team. Like they're gonna they're gonna have a good playoff run. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I, like, going into that season, I'm th- I'm looking at this team as like a four or five seed. I I thought they were going to be three four. So yeah, I was like, oh, they're going to be good. But I don't. I I I think they'll have deep runs. But I don't think they they're going to blow anyone out their water. But I think they did an amazing job. My biggest regret, I almost bought a Steph Curry jersey during that season, and I really wish I would have because I could have been like, yeah, I bought this like sort of at the beginning. Now I can't buy one because it's like, mm. Yeah, and they were 67 and 15 this year. So they they went at, they went off this year. Oh, they were incredible. They were yeah. incredible on the defense and offensive end, and the entire thing was pushed forward because of the play of Steph Curry. And this season, he really etched himself as an NBA superstar. Cause at that point in time, he was like a fringe star, but this was the season where he really just became, he was, he was what I always call him. He's always what I call a B, a B star. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He also, yeah, like he was an all-star the-, the year prior, but that was about it up to that point. He also, during the season put out some fire content on vine where he would be walking around his house with a ball and he would just like pump fake his family members. Like he'd be like standing next to them and like jab stepping at them and pump faking. And like, it'd be like his mom, like washing the dishes and he'd be like jab stepping her and like ball faking. And it's, it, it was, it was, it was incredible. It was great. Dude, I Steph Curry, it. man. I love Steph Curry. I yeah, really do. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to dislike him. I, I don't hate him. Um, yeah. You know who I really I, and it's always is his mom. Oh, loaded. Sweet Georgia Peaches, that sure is a fine woman. Wow. Well, one for she's from Virginia. Well, well all right. Odell. Oh, yeah, no, I've been saying Sweet Georgia Peaches a lot. Um, <laughs> because when we when I drove to Florida a couple weeks ago, we saw a sign that said Sweet Georgia Peaches. <laughs> Good God. Okay. Uh, why not? Um, I do. Let's play this game because we always do this. Um, he wins the MVP that year. Would you guys like to? Fill out number two through number five that season. Okay. James LeBron. Wait, I have I didn't pull it up yet. Give me a second. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Give me two seconds. All right. Oh, hold on. Shit. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, here we go. Okay. That season. Mm-hmm. Give me, Tad, since you started, go first. Give me two through five. James Harden. LeBron. Did Kevin Durant get hurt that year? He did. I was just about to ask the same question because I was like, oh, I don't remember if Kevin Durant would have been on this year. Paul George. Okay. Nikki, two through five. Um, if I'm doing two through no. five, I'm no wait, yeah. I'm sticking with that. I have another one, but no, that's <laughs> what I'm going with. Nicholas. 
Um, okay. Um, I got LeBron two, James Harden three, Anthony Davis four. Truthfully, the, the same, just a little slightly different. And then five for this season. Oh fuck! Paul George I, does I, seem like a good choice, right? It, it, it really does. I, th- I want to say maybe Westbrook, Russell Westbrook. I'm gonna put Russell Westbrook. That's, that's also. I was thinking that, but then I was like, no, yeah. I'm sticking with Paul George. I'm glad you said it because I was like leaning that way. Too. Yeah, I was like, it might be Russell Westbrook. What we got? All right, so. Uh, Stephen Curry, of course, wins the MVP with 100 first place votes. Second with 25 votes is James Harden. Okay. Third is LeBron with five. Fourth is Russell Westbrook. Damn it. Fifth, Anthony Davis. Paul George is not on the list. I'm 95% sure that this Oh, was this is when he broke following. his leg. Yeah, he broke his yeah, leg. Yeah, I was just about to stop playing this game. I was like, wait a minute. As I was saying it, I was like, when did he break his leg? Who was, who was after Anthony Davis? Who was sixth? Uh, Chris Paul. See, Chris Paul was another one that crossed my mind. But I was like, I like Chris Paul crossed my mind. But then I was like, well, if Chris, if it's Chris Paul, it's got to be Blake Griffin ahead of Chris Paul. Yeah. And so, like, Chris Paul, Chris Paul, then Lamarcus Aldridge. This is his last Portland season, and then yeah. Marcus Aldridge, Blake are tied for eighth. Tim Duncan, Kawhi, and Clay are tied for tenth. God, Russell Westbrook pisses me off because, like, I thought about that, but then I was like, nah, Paul George. Fucking Paul George wasn't playing. Paul George was the MVP of having a fucking snapped in half leg that season. Yeah, well, this was the season. This is also the season that KD is out the majority of the season, and Russell Westbrook leads the league in scoring and is the first player since T-Mac to lead the league in scoring while his team does not make the playoffs. <laughs> so, yeah, I perfect. That. So yeah, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do want to talk about one thing that is non-Warriors and or Cavs related. And this was the season where the Hawks were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference and had a season that was, a, a in a lot of cases, a blip on the radar now. But I remember that season just being like, wow, this team is so well-rounded and so fun to watch. And it's just like, this was Mike Budenholzer's first head coaching job and he crushed it and all five starters from that team made the all-star team and collectively won eastern conference player of the month um that season they were really fun for those who don't remember it was al horford paul Millsap, um uh jeff teague kyle corver and who was their fist damari carroll that's right damari thank you thank you the junkyard dog yeah, they yeah were, he, had his, and he, had, he parlayed that one season into like a three-year, $65 million. Massive contract. So Massive. The amount of guys who like went to Atlanta, like Kent Bazemore and Damari Carroll, who like made bank off of like a really good season in that system at the three. <laughs> Respect to you guys, man. Like Budenholzer yeah. made magic out I, of fucking they, wing players. That's exactly what it was. It's Budenholzer. He knows what he's doing, man. What do you guys remember about that team? Also, I was wrong. Damari Carroll did not make the All-Star team that year, but everybody else did. Yeah, the other four did. Um, I specifically, the thing I remember the most is one, the fact that they, uh, were the, the player of the month in a sense. And I was like, that's so crazy to think like all five guys, I don't think it ever happened ever. It's ever happened before that. Um, the other thing I remember is the fact that they got swept by the Cavs in the playoffs. Um, uh, Do you know what I, do you, do you know what I remember most about this team? 
Nikki, you made it. You pretty much made the point I was going to make. What I remember most about this team was being like, "Oh, that's cute. You got the first seed." <laughs> like, yeah, literally, like it was like, "You ever heard of this guy named LeBron?" Oh, you have. Well, I got bad news for you. I also, yeah. you know, what I think about with this team, I think about this team uh, with the the episode of uh, Game of Zones <clears throat> where. Uh, you know, it's uh, all the teams telling LeBron Over that bird. he's uh, he, his reign as king of the East is over. And then it's like, wait, this is the same thing as last year. And then it's, yes, the Corver bird is like, team basketball. <laughs> yeah. I love oh, Corver like, That's literally all I remember. Like, this team. I also, I remember it too because of the specifically the way he says basketball. <laughs> this team was like, I'm like looking at them right now. Like, like, dude, th- what a boring team, man. Oh, it's like, boring as shit. I, I'm sorry. Like, they probably played really fundamentally sound basketball, like a lot of extra passes, like playing the game the right way. But bro, very, very efficient. Yeah, bro, very, very efficient. I'm not I'm not out here to watch Paul Millsap score 17 a night. Yeah. <laughs> like when your leading scorer is Paul Millsap getting 17 a night, like pass. I'll watch I'll so, watch the Suns and the fucking Timberwolves on League Pass before I'm tuning into the fucking Hawks on primetime. I disagree. They were look, they didn't they didn't jump off the page, but this was a very fundamentally sound, very efficient basketball. You, you look team. at that roster and you name one player on that team that excites you. I mean, Kyle shot 50% from three that year, which is pretty fucking impressive. Technically, he shot 49.2%. Okay, so, I mean, guy, you know, okay. 49%. Yes. Oh, neat, dude. He's shooting threes. Fucking sick, man. Actually, I love Kyle Corver, but like, yeah, point, my point stands. Like, this team does not it is have a boring team. This boring team. I was telling Jay earlier in the week that the interesting thing about this specific year is that during these playoffs, this is the exact same, this is the exact time I really started doing stand up. Like, every day during the week and the weekends three times a day some days like crazy especially because i can just go watch basketball at the bars like before i would go on stage and afterwards so i just watch a bunch of games perform and watch a bunch of games every time where the main game was a hawks playoff game i cut the night off early i was like ah I don't really care about the team. I'm not going to watch that game. I, I'm like, I, I'll get some rest instead of doing three nights or three shows tonight. It's like, I'm just going to bed. The most exciting thing about this team is that they won an award for most boring team ever to play basketball. <laughs> oh, you guys are rough, man. All right. I have a question for you related to this team and one player in particular. It's so, Dennis Schroeder, isn't it? No. Okay. Where does Paul Millsap rank on your top power forwards of the 2010s hmm well, number one's tim duncan Hi. Of the yes, 2010s? I'm trying to... tim duncan's still number one i mean in my heart in my heart jay in my heart gotta be blake yeah blake blake number one no ad no, AD. What has Blake done the last like two or three seasons? Paul Millsap's I mean, still getting that work. Work. Early 2010s, Blake Griffin, though, is like top five player in the NBA. Like basically until 2016. Yeah, for like six straight seasons. That's true. I mean, he was incredible. Top five for sure. Power forwards of the. So give me number one. AD. 
I think Anthony Davis deserves it. I have a hard time with that because like, is Anthony Davis a powerful, what, like what is Anthony Davis? He's a power forward. It's your ranking. If you ask him, he's a power forward. It's Blake. That's all he wants to be. It's Blake Griffin. LaMarcus Aldridge. Yep. You got Zebo on that list? No, probably not. Okay. All right. Kevin Love, Paul Millsap. I would agree with Kevin Love. Yeah. You said my top five. I'm not going Anthony Davis because I'm just not going to say Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis is a positionless player, essentially. Mm. He played center. He did, and that was when he played his if best. You, if, if you if you honest. if you are a big man and you do the tip offs, you're the center. Congratulations, you started the game at the center of the court. Yeah, Amari, we got Amari on that list. Not a 2010s. Too injury, too many injuries. Too, too injury I prone. I no, I I say Dude, here, Jay, you have your fucking little smug tone. Fucking Bill Simmons over there. I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, Amari Stoudemire was injured too much, and I think billionaires should pay for their own fucking stadiums. Dude, give us your Fremont? fucking answers. Draymond? Draymond Green is not a power forward. Draymond Green is a dude that plays on the basketball court and does a lot of different <laughs> things. Not a power forward. I, I look, I, I I agree with that list. I would say for me it's goes No, oh, I goes, agree with that list. I'm Bill Simmons. <laughs> I'm I will go for the two thousand tens. I'll have Tim Duncan in my top five. He's not number one though, in this period of time. I think Tim he's still Duncan in the top cannot five. be what didn't Tim Duncan retire in two thousand sixteen? He didn't play mean? basically half the decade. You can't. He can't be the top of the decade. He played literally half though. the decade. Yes. And he was so you can't, very good. You, you, dude, I feel like to be a top player of a decade, you have to play the whole decade. He didn't play the whole decade. All right, fine. Then I have Blake Griffin one. I have Lamarcus two. I have, uh, uh, oh my god, Jesus Christ. Uh oh. No, yes. I have Kevin Love to I have to, stop. I have te- Kevin Love to Lamarcus three, Paul Millsap four, and then I'm going I'm going Draymond five. Dude, in Kevin and Kevin or Tim Duncan's last season, he averaged nine points and seven boards. Yeah, but it's collective in the decade. Like, what has Kevin Love done the last two seasons? Draymond didn't do shit in the beginning, but I still think he's one of the top five powerful what did what did kevin love do i mean he scored a shitload of points and played for a terrible Cavs team he was a good player he's a kevin love was a better player than tim duncan over the past five seasons six seasons sure yeah sure for sure 100 percent. he was yeah i know i know tim duncan's older because aldridge was also a better player than kevin love but you don't want to you just here's my top five not for the entirety of it AD, you can go fuck yourself. That's the thing. It's AD. I agree then with I that. Got, I got Lamarcus Aldridge. I just like, I can't do with the positionless thing. Like I just I feel like that's disingenuous. Sorry, Nikki. I didn't mean to derail you. Go I ahead. know, but he's marked as a power forward. He's yeah, gonna go. Not putting Giannis forward. on this list. Yeah. Giannis, I'm point guard, I, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. The funny thing is, you know, what's funny to me though is literally until last season he was a small forward. Yeah, you're right. So that's why I didn't think, even think of um, about him. Um, but yeah, I got AD, LaMarcus Aldridge, Kevin Love, um, uh, Blake Griffin, and then uh, I almost said Miles Plumley. What did that name? Paul Millsap. 
I flipped I just, want to, talk, I just want to talk about Paul Millsap. I'm, I'm, yeah, I've always I, been a big fan of his. I love big, him. Big, big fan of Paul Millsap. I, I also Paul, Millsap, Paul Millsap is a boring Zach Randolph. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They Who are plays the better same defense? player. Uh, he plays way better defense. Well, yeah, Randolph. yeah, yeah. I meant just on the offensive end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, he can stretch the floor. Like, he he's can be the anchor of defense when he was at his best. He's if Zach Randolph had Tim Duncan's personality. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about Paul Millsap. Like, I couldn't tell you anything about him. I don't know if he has kids. I don't know if he's good, a good dad, a good husband, bad dude. He, I don't know if he's gay. He could be gay. I have no idea. Yo, what if he's famous, like, just for railing coke? Right. Just going at it. I don't know why that's the first one that came to my mind, but. That's a fair point. Just going at it. That's a fair point. All right, boys. Last topic of the night. Hold of on. Course, Hold on. Wait, what happened? Are you Googling oh something? God, dude. Uh, here's <laughs> Paul Millsap. <laughs> I went to his Wikipedia page to look at his personal life section to see if there's anything we could discern from it. <laughs> Paul Millsap's personal life section on Wikipedia is one sentence, and this is what it reads. Millsap's brother, Elijah, is also a professional basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was man. like, I was like, oh, like maybe I'll learn something. Nope. Oh, well, you know what? I did learn something. I learned he has a brother. Hey, where is he from? <laughs> He's from Louisiana. He from Louisiana, yeah. He played oh, at Louisiana Tech. Paul and Elijah? Mm-hmm. Those are the names? Yeah, yeah dude. His family clearly just loves family. the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. He got spot. a son named Malachi. <laughs> fucking daughter named Abraham. His dad's named Peter. Dude, uh, my God, his brother averaged 30 points and 15 rebounds a game in high school as a senior. Oh, wow. Solid. Solid. Where, what's he doing now? He is playing for CB Briogan of Spanish Liga ACB. He did have a brief mm-hmm. stint with the Utah Jazz. He had two 10-day contracts with them. Uh, he made his NBA debut against the Pacers, and in just over 18 minutes of action, he recorded two points, five rebounds, four assists, and a steal, and a 105 to 101 loss on J- January 15th. An important date because it's just a day before my birthday. He signed a ten, a second 10 day contract with the Yaz, and on January 25th, he signed a multi year contract with him, with them. And a year later, on January 5th, they waived him. Shit, oh, and then he played right? for the Suns. Oh, and then he played for the Iowa Wolves. Man, I could have seen him play. I mean, I was living in Chicago at the time that he played for them, but I could have seen him play. <laughs> I think we all could have because he was in the NBA at a point in time. At one point right. in time. Last topic of the night. We have to talk about this championship. This is the this is the start to the Warriors' run. They meet the Cavaliers for what will end up becoming four straight <laughs> matchups. I know. I hope you assholes are ready. Four straight matchups. This is the first of four. I'm literally yawning. I'm bored talking about it already. It was rough. So this this series was an interesting one because going into the playoffs, the Cavs were the favorite. Even though they were the number two seed in the East, the Cavs were far and away the favorite going in. Yeah, they had this guy named LeBron. You ever heard of him? Right. And they had Kevin Love and and Kyrie. And they'd had a weird start to the season, but ended up playing really well towards the end and were the favorite going into the finals. Throughout the playoffs, unfortunately, both Kyrie and Kevin Love go down. Kevin Love in a weird injury where he breaks his arm basically um in a in a 
it wasn't. It was not a, like he got caught up with Kelly Olynyk. I wouldn't call it a, a skirmish, but he got caught up. It was a dirty play. It was. Yeah, I'm not saying it wasn't, but it wasn't a skirmish. Kelly, Kelly, like in the middle of Kelly Olynyk grabbed him by the arm and tried to pull it out of its socket. It was a scummy yeah. play. It the really only was. people that defend that are the racist in Boston. <laughs> sure. Which is uh, weird because it was white on white crime. White white. Oh, yeah. No, I was just making a generalization about that. I was just making a. Wait, what did you say? I said I mean, it was Canadian like, on white, which is even worse. Yeah. I was making a generalization of the people of Boston, not. Sure. Yeah. That um, makes more sense. So they go into the series. Kyrie gets injured early in the series as well. Um, the Cavaliers ultimately lose this series in six games. However, this this was like peak, peak, peak LeBron. Like this, I think this series may be the best series he had of the entire four-year run where they played each other. Um, even next season where they end up, well, not to bury the lead, but we all know what the fuck happened. Yeah, they win. No, no. I actually think this. No, we don't talk about it. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I didn't talk about it. I didn't say anything. I think this series of the four, though, I, I don't know about you guys, but he was incredible. Let me just read off some of the numbers because LeBron led every game except for one in scoring. Ooh, this will be a fun little quiz. Do you guys know who led game four, which was the only game that LeBron did not lead the game in scoring? Do you know who led the game in scoring for game four? Guesses. <laughs> it is, I'll, I'll tell you this, it is obscure as fuck. Yeah, well, the first name that came to my name was Dillavadova. It's not him. I know who it is. It was Timothy Mozgov. I remember. I remember. Timothy Mozgov. (laughs) Timothy Mozgov dropped 28 points in game four. And now we see the exact point. Yeah. In the exact point that Timothy Mozgov hit his money. That's when he got his fucking, that's when he got that four-year $65 million deal from the Lakers. He got, he got cash. He got the bag, bro. Dude. LeBron as soon as you said it's somebody obscure, I was like, oh, wait, I remember this. LeBron led three of the six games in points and rebounds. Wow. NBA Finals stats. During (laughs) game by game. Oh, yeah, great. Basketball reference has game by game. During the series, LeBron averaged 36, 13, 9, 1.3 steals, half a block, all while shooting 40% from the field. That is the uh, one thing that people always knock. That he shot 40% from the field. Like, bro, who the fuck was had he supposed else. to pass the ball to? Yeah. Like, you, all you need to know is his number two scoring option was Timothy Moskov during that series. Well, Timothy it was technically J.R. Smith. Yeah, kind of. I mean, but like overall, Timothy, Timothy Moskov was second in scoring the entire series for them. What do you Kyrie think? only played the one game. What do you think LeBron's... Usage rate was. I'm gonna say nine. No, don't be ridiculous. Uh, thirty-seven. Fine, I'll give it. Uh, I'm gonna say forty-two. Forty-one. Wow. I was gonna say forty-one, but I was like, "Fuck it, Douglas Adams." He he was forty-one. He 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 played forty-six minutes a game. While using forty-one percent of his team's possessions, I mean, which like, uh, like I'm not. This is not a criticism. It's just that's insane. I mean, it's just all, really the all man that is, guys. basically averaged a triple double in the finals. I mean, yeah, it's incredible. I mean, he, only he, a half a block. 
there there is a very strong case to be made, and this does not happen often, but this was one of the few series where the losing team's best players should have won. When you say that it, it doesn't happen often, are you referencing the fact that it only ever happened one time with Jerry West? Okay, so it's only happened one other time <laughs> in NBA history. <laughs> I it does feel like it's something that probably like you would it think like old time NBA. Yeah. yeah. No, it, totally. it could happen more often than not if you were really honoring the best player in the series, but it's weird to honor somebody from the losing team. This was one of those scenarios though. There was no question who the best player in that series was. He was incredible, but the Warriors were just a far they, superior team. They literally gave Andre Iguodala the MVP of the finals simply because he did the okayest job of stopping yeah, LeBron exactly. James. Exactly. It was like, just like, yeah, I mean, I you kind of stopped him. He only averaged 26 points against you. So congrats, I guess. I mean, bro, relative I mean, rel- relative to the rest of the series, like Iguodala like kind of sort of locked him down. <laughs> yeah, he kind of locks him down. Relatively speaking, relatively speaking. And I want to say this, Iggy played well in this series. Yeah, I don't know series. It was efficient yeah. as can be. He was the second leading scorer. He rebounded, he passed, he had some steals, whatever. Dude, give the fucking trophy to LeBron. What an absolute fucking crock. And if you're not giving it to LeBron, give it to fucking Steph Curry, who averaged 26 yeah. a game and stepped on Cleveland's throats all night long. Why aren't we giving it yeah. to Steph Curry? Because he had one bad game where Matthew Dellavedova locked him up. Fuck Matthew Dellavedova, by the way. What a load of absolute horseshit that Andre Iguodala won this fucking finals. MVP. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It was I, a, I think a real shame. Been, if it anything. was a shame. But when you look at this roster, like – in retrospect, you look at this roster and you're like, well, yeah, of course they lost. Like, I mean, we talked about the depth of this team a little earlier, but like this team had a young Harrison Barnes. Leandro Barbosa was their sixth man. Sean Livingston had like come from the dead, had had a pre- a good season previously in Brooklyn, I think the year prior before he comes over to Golden State and is like one of the best bench players in the league for the four-year period that he's there. Festus Azili, this was like him at, his, at the peak of his powers. David Lee coming off the bench. Andrew what Bogut the fuck coming are off the, the bench. peak of Festus Azili's powers? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. Listen, this was the best Festus Azili we ever got. This he was, had a massive contract with Portland and did nothing. This was a this was the 16-game <laughs> so span Where did during Azili the playoffs. go to college? He played the best. Oh, uh, oh okay, hold on. Festus Azili went to Iowa State. Vandy? Yes, he did go to Vandy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh fuck I'm a fucking man. Uh Murray Spates. Mike, this entire this team was very, very deep. Like incredibly deep, but they were also and people have talked about this. I'm not like yeah, saying anything. They were like, like yo, mom, dad, like you don't get me. Okay. Like <laughs> poetry, it's deep. Okay. No, 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 no. Oh, we were yeah. almost done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say was, you know, Tad had kind of mentioned this in passing early on, but like a lot of people don't remember Steph Curry early in his career was seen as a guy who just couldn't stay healthy. Like he had major ankle issues for the first like four years of his career. And because of that, when they signed his rookie extension, they signed a very team friendly deal that led to them being able to build this roster that was so incredibly deep um, and, and lock them in basically for this four year period outside of some other veteran minimums that came over the last three years. But like, they were super fortunate like in a lot of ways. Yeah. Two things. One, that was always my concern when they were like 
going on the run that they were going on, and everybody's like, oh, holy shit, the Warriors are so dumb. I'm like, yeah, their shoe will drop. Steph Curry's ankle will fucking shatter, and, you know, this, this is, like, whatever. Number two, this is something I just wanted to mention, like, just real quick, rewinding back to, like, the incredible series LeBron had. They won two games in this series. The Cavs won two games without, I guess, did they win one with, with did Kyrie play in the one they won? No, he played the one they lost. That's what yeah. I thought. Well, the well, the, yeah. the one they lost you one of the four that they, they lost. I digress. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah, I'm just giving you in game one. I, he only played in game one. But like yeah. the fact that the Cavs won two games in this series, incredible. Oh yeah, yeah. all on the it's, back of LeBron. All on LeBron. I mean, he's got like, white shoulders. He can hold them. I will say this: like this this Cavaliers hey. period hey. where LeBron hey. goes back and uh, and has. In the first two seasons, some pretty pretty competitive finals appearances. the The point that I brought up earlier about like would he be number two had he not won that? This kind of negates that whole thing because he played so incredibly well, and this was just like the unluck of the draw, if you will, as it pertains to like this series in particular. Because like those injuries don't happen. I, there's no doubt in my mind that they win that series. Like just there's just no. I, you're gonna stop him and Kyrie that series? No way. Can yeah. I, I also want to say this about Steph Curry. Steph Curry's lowest scoring output um, was uh, when he, he scored 19 in game three. Um, or sorry, that was uh, that was game two. My mistake. Um, he also took the least amount of shots that he'd taken in a game uh, because, you know, Clay Thompson was busy scoring 37. So get the fuck out of here with your Matthew Della Vadova locked him down for a fucking game. Fucking garbage narrative. Clay Thompson's like mad. Right oh, Clay Thompson's so fucking underrated. I love Clay Thompson. Like this was the same thing. There, are, there are people. There are people. There is a, a young woman who we used to work with who will not name, who truly did not believe that Clay Thompson could be a number one option on an NBA team that would win games. Uh, just totally spoiler, spoiler alert: we still work with said person. Oh, um, I thought she. I thought she left. She's working remotely. Uh, anyhow, oh. <laughs> well, I have mean. a I, I have a bone uh, to pick with her about this. Well, I I I she knows this is just this is not coming from a place of malice. No, 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 not at all. Well, maybe no, you, um, it, might, it has to. You guys have to fight. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that he could ever lead his like. I don't know that his style of play lends to like. Here's what, here's what I would say about about Clay Thompson. I think. And this is take this with a grain of salt. Just hear me out before you jump in. I think that a player that is reminiscent of the style of play in which we might see from Clay Thompson and think otherwise is somebody like a Zach Levine. Like I think, I think but Clay Thompson play, can actually play defense. Yeah, well, that's that's not the point I'm trying to make. The point that I'm trying to make is if Clay Thompson's your number one guy, you're gonna lot you're gonna get a lot of Clay Thompson like a, a Zach Levine style games where like Clay oh. Thompson's not a playmaker. Like you have to put him with a with a playmaker, and and that like begs the question: Is he really like the number one guy on a team? Like it'd be really hard for me to see him lead a team into the playoffs. I mean, all you gotta do is put him and Ricky Rubio together. You're gonna be fucking fine. So Ricky's gonna just dribble around, passing the ball. He'll shoot a three. He doesn't have to dribble whatsoever. He's very good at it. He did it. Did what was it? Four dribbles to score thirty points or something like that. Yeah, it was insane. I don't. I don't yeah, know. That, like, that this was the year that he scored thirty seven in one quarter. Like and was yeah. perfect. Exactly. It was stupid. Like he's he's one of the most efficient scorers ever. Like it's wild. 
the other a couple years ago when he dropped it in the 60s, like Nikki was, I think it was 11 dribbles the whole game, he dropped 61 points. And it, yeah, and then didn't he have a those, game where he's... Watching, watching those highlights and as they count, like the video on YouTube where they count the dribbles. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Like that, it's just like actually Who incredible. that? It's crazy. Before you start like me, like we should probably start counting. Dude, um, a lot of people, like there's literally statisticians that the whole time they're just watching dribbles. It's insane. Um, <laughs> it's a grind, uh, it's a grind to like, become a general manager. What what was the thing that he did where he became uh uh he did it all in three quarters? I want to say I want to say he scored like fifty or yeah, something no, like that. No, it was a sixty one point game. It, it was the sixty one. Scored point, it all in yeah. three quarters on eleven dribbles. That's right. That's it's insane. Crazy. Yeah, I uh, I know we're gonna talk about these in the coming weeks, but I'm just gonna the put wedding? it out there anyways. N- what no the, the, the wedding the wedding weeks the coming weeks Come, coming coming. Oh, yeah, oh like the weeks uh, ahead, you mean. Sorry, I thought you were yeah. making like a vulgar sex thing. So I'm sorry, I misunderstood. I, I, I apologize. I, 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 I apologize. <laughs> I, you know, I just, I just misunderstood. I'm, I'm sorry, I, misunder- I misinterpreted what you said. It's all good, all good. I, so thus far, as we know, Steph Curry has yet to win a finals MVP. Um, will he ever? I think so. Oh, man. I think he's gonna win another. I, I think you he's, were. I, I, go, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say. I think that one hundred percent the Golden State Warriors can win another championship before they have to break it all up. And I think he would. He would be the MVP of that team. Andrew Wiggins sure shit ain't doing it. Like, I think. I think so. I have. I have that. I mean, we already said he should have won it the one time. Um, but I think one hundred percent Steph Steph Curry can win a Finals MVP. I rest my I just, case. I I just had a jarring, jarring revelation. Hmm. Like when you were like Steph Curry is yet to win a, a Finals MVP. I'm like, what? What the fuck? I'm like, what are we doing? Are we? Uh, are we? Are we playing like this game where it's like we're pretending we don't know what happens in the upcoming seasons? And then I was like, wait, no, hold on. Steph Curry actually legitimately has never won. Not yeah, won. never. It was. Um. It was Iggy, Iggy back-to-back. And then, yeah, and Iggy. Steph Curry has not won one. Not a clone. Will he ever win one, Tad? No, probably not. I agree. I don't think he's ever going to win one. I don't think, I don't think they're ever, going back. I don't think he's ever going to win another title. Yep, same. I agree. I agree. I don't think they're going forever? back. I don't think they're going back. I think they've I, got like a two-year window, and that's it. Yeah, I was oh. literally going to say, I think they win one more, and then it's over. I think they I just have like a small little blip and then they go back down. They will not win another championship. Put it on wax. Draymond's the, leaving in the next year. The parody Clay's probably going to leave in two years. The parity has increased. There are be- there are other there are other good teams. Yeah, which is which Does, is good. Okay, now here's a question: Does it is it a black mark on the Warriors uh, dynasty? You know what? We should talk about this. When we get to the end of those, yeah, that would be to the end. That'd be a question for the oh, end. Oh, yeah. I think we should just save that one. Yeah, we'll we'll save it for for this past season. Yeah, for once as the season's going. Yeah, yeah, pretty much this past season. Exactly. I just wanted to put it out there because I I agree with that. I think they're done. I think their championship window is closed. I think they got one more. Unless unless they're able to swing a crazy free agent signer for somebody like Giannis, their window's done. It's closed. I wouldn't put it past them. No, I wouldn't put yeah, it that, that you can't use that caveat though. The ca- the the question is this this core group. Yeah, 
I mean, no, the question was, will Steph Curry win another MVP? Uh, no, I, I know, I know, MVP? but I'm saying if we're talking like championship window being closed, like the que- that, yeah. that revolves around this core group. You can always prop the fucking window back open by signing a big time player, but this current sure. group, yeah. I mean, what I will say about Golden State, and this will be the last thing I say about them, is their front office is one of the best, if not the best front office in the NBA in the way that they mm-hmm. maneuver contracts and take on assets. Like, they have what is very likely going to be the number one overall pick in the draft. And Andrew Wiggins, who is a not a tradable contract, but one of those contracts that a lot of teams will take on um, in exchange for assets. Like, oh, I don't know, the number one overall pick in a draft. So they've got assets. Yeah. I... I- I could see stuff in the future for them, but I've already said I think they will win, and I don't. I don't think Giannis will be on the Warriors, but I think they will win one more. We'll see. We'll okay. see. All right, boys. Anything else we want to talk about today before we wrap up? Um, I got one thing. It's finally arrived. <laughs> Bad as I want to be, Dennis Rodman with legit. He let's see, he signed the bet. He signed it. What? Happy, happy birthday, Gail, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Six, uh, six oh. four ninety six. Happy birthday, Gail. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I have one last thing that I want to talk about. I think that billionaires should pay for their own fucking stadium. <laughs> All right. And with that, let's plug and let's get out of here. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore and on uh, Instagram at Tad dot Hall. That's T-A-D dot H-A-L-L. Tad dot hall on Instagram. Thank you. You can follow me at Nikki Palooza. And you can follow me at J underscore Kilos on Instagram and Twitter. I would say TikTok, but it sounds like they're canceled, so that sucks. Uh <laughs> You can follow NBA at NBA Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please don't forget to give the podcast a five-star rating and review. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, make sure you tell your friends. Check out the NBA Substack. We've been putting all our, our all of our episodes there. I have not written that second blog post that I said I was going to write. I've, it's been a weird summer for me. So it's been a weird summer for the entire world. For the world. For the world. Okay. Mostly America at this okay. point. But I started still. rewatching Scrubs again. I'll get back to it when I finish. Oh watching man, you watch it on Hulu. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, dude, it's the best show of all time. It's up there. It's up there. Um, all right. Well, for Tad, for Nikki, for Jay, this has been. Bye, Bye. from Bill Simmons.